Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Trading Bitcoin with your host, Tone Face. Uh, let me see here. Get everything situated here. I uh, hope everything's working. I'm trying out Zoom again. Oh, looks like it's everything is good. Uh, we are all set, um, rolling right now. Um, excellent. Excellent. We got the live chat there. All right. Um, okay. Uh, I was supposed to be in the city today. Uh, wait, how was my... Did I zoom out too much? Did I lower my camera too much? I optimize this. I was on the road. Every time I'm on the road, I take my camera off. I got to get a second webcam to travel with. Uh, this way, I'm not like forgetting anything. So I should do that. All right, got my tea. Um, didn't even know today's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, that would have really, I mean, I still have to go into Manhattan and it's going to suck. Like, I, 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 I hate these holidays. Like, it's just unnecessary mobs of people. But uh, uh, I guess it was a lot more fun when I was like in college and stuff because it's a reason to drink. All right, anyway. Let's um let's get to the charts. Uh, let's get right to screen share here. Uh, all right. Um, usual disclaimers. Oh, actually, let me close this. All right. Yeah, now we're good. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, here's my learn trading section. And uh, typical disclaimers, I'm going to talk about, I, I mean, I expect people to have an understanding of sections one to five. Section six is new to you guys. That's the kind of stuff that I generally talk about on this channel. And uh, that's the new stuff. Those are the numbers above and below my candles because people continue to ask what the hell are those numbers above and below my candles. It's all explained in section six. So please read that section in detail. Uh, if you, if all my free stuff is not enough, please check out the consulting section of my website that also explains how you can get these numbers above and below the candles. And those of you that want to see me in person uh, to explain all this stuff, uh, please attend one of my seminars. I'll be all over North America throughout the month of April. And um, I'll be in Europe, Asia, and uh, Australia after September. So I'll be at the end of the year, I'll be over on that region. And I'll be in Russia. I'm going to Russia in a couple of days and I'll be doing the seminars there, but over there, they will be in Russian, okay? So just keep that in mind. Um, all right, let's, let's get into the, what do we got here? That's my Twitter. Um, oh, another article came out. Everyone's writing these articles, you know, the top 100 blockchain influencers, the top uh, 25 blockchain influencers. It's funny, like it's so rare that I make the top 100 list, but whoever did this list, and I probably, you know, this website probably just came out. Um, it always fascinates me, like when they do these lists and there's like the number one blockchain influencer. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? I've never heard of him or seen him before in my life. Uh, it's, uh, I, I mean, these things get really, really like funny. Uh, and John McAfee, come on, are you serious? Uh, the, the, the guys are crazy. Uh, so Charlie Lee, you know, he, he, I mean, he, he's not even a Bitcoin person. Like, the, the, again, like, I don't know what their metric was. The metric might have been the number of followers. Um, and uh, like, uh, again, two old coin guys at the top. Never heard of this guy. So uh, who's this? Um Again, I'm not very familiar with his work. Uh, and then we have Roger. So, and then we finally have Andreas, right? So like number six is like the first person that probably belongs on this list. Um, <laughs> well, not probably, sorry. Andreas belongs on this list. He belongs at the top of the list. Um, uh, that, that, that came out wrong. So number six is like the first blockchain person that I agree with that's actually on this list. Uh, that knows what they're talking about. Uh, for most of the other people don't. Uh, again, another person I never heard of. Uh, though I shouldn't make fun of this list too much. They did add me to the list. I am number 25, right behind uh, Charlie Shrem. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty sure it goes by number of followers. My number of Twitter followers has been uh, kind of uh, slow lately. I'm not sure if I've been shadow banned or whatever. I have no idea, but... Uh, but I'm picking up YouTube followers, that's important. 
All right. Um, the two conferences in San Francisco, um, I know I want to get to the price too. Um, I'll be speaking at um, Block to the Future on a Warship uh, in San Francisco, April 4th to 6th, uh, sometime in the middle of that. And um, yeah, my notes is itchy. And uh, then I'll do my seminar and then I'm going to do the April 12th, uh, April 11th to 12th. Uh, the Frontier event where Andreas is also a speaker. Uh, so there you go. All right, let's do price. Here's the weekly chart. Uh, people should be uh, rolling in here. I have a thousand live viewers. Beautiful. Got my tea. We're good to go. All right. Uh, this is not good. Uh, we're at exactly 8,000. Uh, like two days ago, when we were sitting at 85 pushing 8,600, I was starting to get optimistic a little bit, but uh, this 8,000 to $9,000 zone this week is totally useless. It's totally useless. It's whether we close below eight or whether we close above nine and um, preferably above nine and a half. But right now we're already on Saturday. We only got about 36 hours left to rally all the way back up to nine. Um, and it's, looking less and less likely by the minute. Um, this $8,000 zone is very critical. Uh, the $7,600 zone is more critical, but I think that's it. I think 7,600 is pretty much done as support. And we'll talk more about that on a daily chart because like I always tell you guys, trading is all about probabilities and taking on the good trade. Seven, there's no such thing as forming a base at 7,600. I still see people write the, these dumb comments to my Twitter and whatever. No, you, uh, they're calling me an idiot. Like, Bitcoin is forming a base at 8,000, at 7,500 to 8,000, we're forming a base. There is no such thing as forming a base from the top. It's just there to be broken. And the longer this base hangs out here, the shittier it's going to be, okay? So um, this is not gonna end well if we continue to form this base um, at, um, Continue to form this base down here at 7,600. Once it meets the 50-day moving average, or 50-week moving average in this case, sorry. I mean, it, it, it's going to get nasty. It, this is not good at all, guys. I don't want to like panic the markets here, but look, you are working on a brand new uh, low close. This will be the lowest closing low. Uh, if we close here uh, in eight hours from now, uh, this will be at 8,000. This would be the lowest closing low uh, this year other than uh, these three days. So other than uh, February 5th, February 6th, and February 7th, okay? This would be the fourth lowest closing low. The difference is last time we were bottom, bottoming off of capitulation and, re and rebounding. That's not the case here. You still have this, you know, upwards uh, trend line, which can still bounce the price a little. But the next time we get here, which is probably going to be tomorrow, um, seventy six hundred would now be below that trend line, and that matters, okay? Because if we go down, uh, if we go down below the trend line, I mean, th that's going to be bad. Uh, I don't want to see it down there, but it could be inevitable. There, there's nothing I can do or say to change what the market does. I, I don't have that much influence as much as we all like to make fun of it. Do I still think it's possible to bounce off of this $7,600 area and go all the way back to 9,500 where it's going to meet significant resistance? Yes, I think it's still possible, but all of these conditions are setting up for a nasty drop uh, going into the summer, okay? That's kind of what I'm looking at at the moment, all right? So I, I don't really know on uh, like how to sugarcoat it. Really, really nothing I can do here other than uh, provide a little bit of guidance as to what is actually going on, all right? So, yeah, so you gotta let this day develop. Like yesterday's candle was looking good. We were bouncing off of a reversal candle and this is trading. This is where you set the proper stop losses. 
and we'll talk about these stop losses on the four hour chart. You set your proper stop losses, you enter correctly, and you take the small losing trade or hopefully a break even trade, and then you wait to trade again. Can you go short? The question is, can you go short here? I would hesitate to go short. First of all, um, like, I, like I was saying when this nine was forming, there's a good probability that this nine would lead to continued downside, not a reversal nine. I was looking for at least a one to four day correction. And we had, you know, the next candle gave us a lower low, but then bounced. The next candle went higher. So yesterday's candle went higher. And the current candle is already going lower. So if this was a one to four day correction, I would probably consider this correction as being over the moment we start trading below yesterday's low. And yesterday's low was at a price of 7,900. So if we fall another hundred bucks today, I would consider this thing to be over, okay? The bounce from the nine is over. And if the bounce from the nine is over, I am looking for a countdown all the way to a 13 to the downside, okay? Now, you still have this support right here that we're working on in the 76, 70 uh, to $8,000 area. But the more times the support is touched, uh, the weaker that support is, and the more likely it is to just fall from underneath the price, okay? And that's where we're headed. Here's the four hour chart. You can see that the four hour chart, even though it didn't give me a nine entry, it gave me a reversal candle entry that on a daily chart was timed with a nine and an aggressive 13, which I kind of like in Bitcoin. Using the four hour chart, a bullish entry could have been entered above the reversal uh, doji slash a hammer uh, slash dragonfly doji, okay? That went up fairly well, all the way to 8,600 from, um, all the way to 8,600 from what area is this? From, um, from 79.60. Now at some point you should have set a break even stop loss uh, at around just above 8,000 bucks probably. And this stop loss would have already been hit. Um, also according to, uh, to the time indicator, uh, you had a, uh, you did you you had a price flip, but then the red two did not trade below a red one. The red three did not trade below a red two, but a red four finally traded below a a red four finally traded below a um, a red uh, three, and therefore. If you, you did not have to enter a short here, I mean, you could, if you're an expert trader, you know how to short and you know how to use the syndicator, but, um, but um, you could have been risky, but at the least you should no longer have your bullish position. If you're an active trader, this has nothing to do with buy and hold. If you're an active trader, uh, the moment this happened on a four hour chart, you gotta be real, real careful about that uh, holding that long position uh, and you should not have had at that point. The moment this candle started to look really, really bearish and this too did not close you at the top. Uh, I mean, all hope of going back up to the top uh, were almost lost with this doji candle, okay? Hey, thanks Vention for that $5 tip. We'll get your question right in here. Um, all right, uh, what else we got? What is this? Oh, that's me talking about hyperwaves. All right. Um, what is this? Oh, that's the one hour chart. So the one hour chart just gave us a 13. Now I have not found these 13s to be as useful as the aggressive 13s, which gave us a nice bounce on the hourly chart. Uh, this is a traditional 13, sequential 13, countdown 13, whatever you want to call it. Um, let's see, maybe it'll do something, but I doubt it. And um, according to the one hour chart, again, if you're looking at the current swing, uh, the chart went bearish once the red two started trading below the one, which was about, an, uh, about two and a half hours ago at a price of 87, 81.75. So at 81.75, 
the hourly chart kind of went bearish. Okay, and uh, there you go. Uh, that's about it. I can glance at the 12 hour chart. Uh, the 12 hour chart also looks bad. You can see how the 12 hour chart, sorry, that's the line I draw on the one hour chart. According to the 12 hour chart, I'd move this line down uh, based on a 12 hour chart. Oops, not that. Based on a 12 hour chart, you have a red two trading below a red one right now, but also keep in mind that you have this one-off price flip in the middle of a downtrend. Um, so if you treat this as a seven, eight, we are currently on a nine candle. Like the difference between this being a green one and this being a red seven is incredibly small. It's probably a couple of bucks. Uh, the close of uh, this candle is 81.76. And the close of this candle is $82.50. So the difference is $75. So $75 separated this from being a red uh, seven. That would have made us a red eight. This would have made current candle a red nine. So be a little careful here uh, with the shorts uh, because it's possible that you can get a little bit of a bounce because the short momentum based on 12 hours running to an end. Uh, but overall, the environment looks very weak. A close below 8,000 by, by, on Sunday night uh, sets us up for some significant downside, uh, most likely below 6K. So if we close below 8,000 on Sunday, I will start to look for potential uh, rebound targets below 6,000, which would suck. Uh, but on the other hand, but that's what I'm saying right now, sitting here on a Saturday morning, by Saturday evening, we could already be at 4,000. So I have no idea. Nobody knows, right? Uh, we could also, by Saturday, by, by Sunday evening, we could also be back at 12,000. I mean, that's what Bitcoin does. Uh, but right now, you have to let the weekend finish and then start uh, adjusting where we're going. And if it gets away from you, then it got away from you, right? Like, people expect me to know exactly where it's going every minute of every day. Uh, that's not what trading is. And uh, you will learn if you're actually trading. Um, all right. Um, I'm done. Let's look, let's look at the, let's look at the comments. Um, hey, uh, another shout out to the bad virus for your support and the tips. Um, or also, uh, Vention, um, you threw a little tip in there. Let's start with your comment or question. Uh, let me see here. I guess I can just leave the screen share. Let's go to the daily chart. That's the one that's always most important. Um, the overall market looks positive to me. Uh, but there are a few bear whales that keep hammering the market down. I don't see how Charlie can predict that. I actually completely disagree with you. Um, the overall market looks positive to people when they are heavily invested in that market. Uh, the overall gold market has looked positive to the gold bugs for 30 years. And the gold, gold hasn't done shit for 30 years, okay? Like uh, to a gold bug, Every time the government prints a single dollar, they think that gold should go to a million dollars an ounce. And I don't know, I don't know where gold is. I'm going to try to do my best uh, to bring you a traditional market video Sunday night. Uh, but uh, gold hasn't done anything. Gold's been going down for a lot. I mean, gold's been going down for the last five years. And uh, all the government's done is print money. So um, you have to, you, you can't look at it through the lens of, how it looks to you. You have to look at it from an overall scope. And the overall scope is Bitcoin has rallied from five, from like three or $400 uh, in mid 2015 to $20,000 uh, by end of 2017. So in one and a half years, Bitcoin went from 300 bucks to 20,000. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now you can say it was undervalued in 2015, but I will equally say it was overvalued in 20 at late 2017. Okay. So no one knows where the medium is. Bitcoin could be grossly overvalued right now. Okay. Um, now that also means that Ethereum is grossly overvalued. I think any value of Ethereum below above 10 cents is grossly overvaluing the ethereum right yet ethereum trades in like hundreds of dollars okay so you can't think of it that way uh, because you understand bitcoin and i'm with my family members last night 
uh, and who are in the hedge fund space. Uh, and um, family and friends, they're in the hedge fund space. And uh, like they're starting to get a little interested in it, uh, mostly as a speculative aspect, and they still think Bitcoin's worthless. And, and they've heard me talk about it for four years. And they still think it's worthless. And they're in the space. They're in the space, right? So you can't look at it through your lens. You have to look at it through the lens of the market. And, um, and the market will decide what the fair value of a Bitcoin is, but it can easily still be grossly overvalued. Um, like, I would not be surprised at all if we go back to 1300. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I would be disappointed, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and I know it will go back up because I understand the underlying technology, maybe not at a code level, but at a conceptual level of the code. All right, next. Um, can you tell a story about when um, I blew up my, 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 my accounts? Um, I have already. Um, I've blown up several accounts. That's trading. Uh, no, it, yeah, it was so. So one of them, I was holding something too long, so I kept shorting the home builders from um, probably late two thousand five into mid to late uh, into early two thousand seven, right? So I kept shorting the home builders by buying puts on home builders, and they kept expiring wordless, and I just kept losing more and more money, waiting for the housing crash, and I ran out of money. Uh, about six months before the housing crash came back in mid 2000s. So that was the first time I destroyed my trading account by shorting the housing market a little too early. And that taught me a valuable lesson. Uh, that taught me a lesson that the market will stay irrational way longer than I can stay liquid. Now this is uh, this was a lot different than waiting for you know the dollar to hyperinflate so my gold goes to a million dollars. I completely understood why the real estate market was junk and why it was so overvalued because I left New York uh, in um, like 2002 and then I came back to New York in like 2005 and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like the, the housing prices had tripled since that time uh, because I, uh, I was working, I had a place to live. I was a high school teacher and then I left in like 02 to move to Florida. And uh, uh, I was like in grad school and I was working, but I wasn't like shopping for a home. So I had no idea what happened to the housing prices. And then I came back to New York and I'm like, oh my God, like how the hell did the prices like triple in three years? So I thought it was ridiculous. And I, anyway, I started trading. And the first thing I wanted to do was short the housing cry, crash. Um, and I missed it by six months. Um, and the other time was I also talked about in 2015, um, I was short commodities gold, oil, silver in the futures market. And like there was a 90 to a 95% consensus on Wall Street that, that Janet Yellen was going to raise interest rates in September and she didn't. So when she didn't raise interest rates, uh, commodities just blew through the roof to the upside uh, for the next two to three weeks. And I tried to hold out as long as I could because I knew that was an irrational short-term move but that actually destroyed my futures portfolio. Uh, in 2015, I was already full-time trading, but I had two portfolios. I was running a futures portfolio and an options portfolio. My options portfolio did very well. My futures portfolio, because of Janet Yellen doing something she was not supposed to do, um, which is very different than like a random surprise. Uh, so that blew up my futures portfolio. Um, and I haven't traded futures since then because I've been focusing on options and I've done amazingly well in options. So even when I trade a portfolio, I hedge. I hedge everything, guys. Like I, I know I'm like, I, I'm the guy that has a popularity trading Bitcoin right now. I have like a three-part backup plan if Bitcoin goes to zero. How many of you have even a single backup plan if Bitcoin goes to zero? Unless you still have a full-time job and you're doing this on the side. See, I'm full-time YouTuber in crypto space right now. I have three backup plans that I continuously think about every single, like almost every single day. I'm like, all right, what's my backup plan? What do I transition to if the entire crypto space just blows up tomorrow completely? This is still experimental, okay? 
So I'm, I'm ready. I will transition, right? Like if my entire savings go to zero, what's my transition? I, I'm, I have plans for it. I mean, I don't know if I want to talk about it here, but um, even if my net worth drops 90%, I will rebound because I'm, I'm hedging. I'm not hedging. I'm still like all my money is still in Bitcoin. That will go to zero, but my um, but my next uh, way to make money and my next way to stay with it, um, uh, uh, multiple multiple backup plans already. Maybe we'll talk about that on a different show. All right, next. What did I eventually do about it? Well, like I said, I was trading a futures portfolio and an options portfolio. When the futures portfolio blew up, I focused on options. Uh, and I still trade those options. Uh, I made one trade this year. My retirement account is up 16%. I'll make a second trade uh, in April and hopefully my retirement account will be up you know, 30% for the year. My goal is to make 50%. Uh, my, my benchmark uh, for my returns in my self-directed IRA this year is 50%. I think that's reasonable. It, it, it's enough to, uh, I mean, I, I want to beat the market three to four X stock market. The, the, these trades have nothing to do with crypto. That's the backup plan. The backup plan, what am I doing? If crypto goes to shit, what's my backup plan? And my backup plan is I can either trade my own hedge fund, uh, my own family office with a friend or two that we studied together. Um, or if I can prove to a lot, I have proof that last year I made 100% in traditional stock market. If I can prove that I can make over 50% this year, uh, I probably need three or four years of performance of 50% plus in the traditional stock market. And I can probably be you know, a money manager with traditional guys throwing whatever money I want at me, you know, because I'll prove that I can manage real money. So I'm probably not gonna want to. I don't wanna manage other people's money. Um, some people like it, I don't. So uh, that's one of my three backup plans. I have two others. All right, next. What are the videos that are included in uh, with the random number generator? Do they only teach the random number generator uh, or other technical analysis too? Okay, so um, man, I, I don't want to. Didn't really. I don't really like talking about you know because I can get in trouble. Like you just read the website, but basically, uh, if you only pay for access to the code, you really only get videos. Uh, that explain the code. Uh, maybe I should make some videos on you know all the features of the code. Uh, I don't have one of those yet. I should probably make one, but you can like you know play around with the code and all the optional features. Like the optional features are right here. Um, like these are all the optional features. The the defaults are all blank, right? And then you can like add them in, and you can see what the differences are in the code. Uh, you have to Google them. You have to Google what this means. Uh, it's actually not easy to find some of these things. And there'll be more options in the future when I remake the code. Um, so if you only pay for access to the code, you really only get videos like of me educating about how to use the system for trading. Um, if you pay for the attendance to my seminar, which is the same price as a one hour phone call with me, um, or your option is if you can't, if you pay the full price for the seminar, but you can't make the seminar, um, I can send you videos from the seminar. So that's the same price, right? So if you want videos on learning the basics of the market and technical analysis in general, uh, that would cost you double the cost of code and code access. And for that, you get like a lot more videos. You'll probably get like, I don't know, 20 hours of videos, um, something like that. Uh, like 20 hours worth of videos of me explaining the market and uh, videos from like 2003, like 12 hours of 2003 videos where I learned how to trade the market. Like you get like 20 hours of videos on learning how to trade in addition to all the indicator stuff. Um, so, um, so, so those are like your options. Uh, I'll, I'll explain it all. I, I'll, I'll, I'll update my consulting section until then. Um, all right, next. Um, the city of Plattsburgh, New York, um, uh, 18 month predatory my crypto mining. Hey guys, we talked about this with Leah. So, um, again, the answer to a lot of your questions is simply by, uh, going to my YouTube channel and Googling. Uh, so if you, um, 
want to know a topic, you just Google me along with that topic. Like here's my YouTube channel and I go to my videos. Now also check out the playlist, right? If you only care about, okay, I'll show it to you in a second. So here, um, Bitcoin morning brief, uh, here, mining ban, that, that's it, right? So go to this video. Um, it was yesterday morning. It was great. It was with Giacomo Zucco, who's awesome. Uh, and Leah, of course, who's very lovely. Uh, and um, uh, check it out. Uh, we talked about it in detail uh, right there. I really don't want to waste my time repeating. Um, so please check that out. And um, there's playlists, right? Please go to my playlist section. Um, so if you're only interested in videos like the one I'm doing right now with Q&A, um, you see, you don't have access to this. You don't have access to the TD explanations. Uh, you don't have access to trading seminar videos uh, because that's that's like the paid content. Um, so so uh, these are uh, lockdown playlists. Uh, but um, uh, but if you wanted, morning news is here. Trading Bitcoin is here. Uh, so this is these are these are the episodes with me, Leah, Jimmy, Giacomo. Um, and on the record, interviews are here. Interviews with me are there. My presentations are here. Uh, and this is me on WCN. I gotta, I gotta find this. It's probably like half the time I've been on WCN. I need like an intern or something to find all the videos that I've been on WCN and then put them in this list. Uh, my crypto scam is here. Sorry, I haven't brought you any more episodes. Um, so please check out the playlist section and then you can stick to the playlist that you care about. Uh, if you don't care about trading, then, you know, uh, you may just want to listen to my interviews of on the record, right? Or my interviews with me. All right, next. Um, has your view changed on how gold will perform in the next economic downturn? No. Uh, will you ever be bullish gold again? And what would it take? Of course, I can be bullish gold. It takes technical analysis. I'll be bullish gold when my charts tell me to be bullish gold. And my charts are not telling me to be bullish gold yet. Uh, so I will trust my technicals and my, exp my trading expertise uh, to tell me when to be bullish gold. It's not the economic environment. Guys, Bitcoin, the, with every day that Bitcoin becomes more and more relevant, gold becomes less and less relevant. Um, I, I, I don't see the fundamental case for gold in the world of Bitcoin. I just don't. Now, if Bitcoin goes belly up, then I will be a lot more bullish gold again. But, as long, but Bitcoin is a direct competitor to gold in my mind. All right, next. Uh, Five years, 10 years, 30 year, five year, 10 year, 30 year treasury bonds are breaking out of a triangle on the charts. Could this be meaningful? And did you see this? Unfortunately, I have not looked at it. I will look at it tomorrow night. I promise I will, no matter what, I'll bring you a traditional market video tomorrow. Even if I have to do it at like two o'clock in the morning when I'm finally like left alone and I disconnect because the traditional market videos require way more research because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Because like I already said, one of my backup plans, if Bitcoin thing goes belly up, um, is to just, you know, stop all of this YouTube shit and start trading either my own money or other people's money in a professional setting. Like, a, like get a hedge fund going, have enough connections and enough of a track record, uh, like actual track record, not YouTube stuff. Like actual, I can show them my account. Uh, without showing my underlying trades, and I can prove to them that I made this much money trading. Um, my second backup plan is to transition everything I do on YouTube into the traditional markets. Now, there's a lot more competition, uh, but I will continue to do everything I'm doing, educating on trading, only there'll be no Bitcoin, and it will be all traditional markets. There's lots of guys like me there, um, so I will be up for the challenge. That's my second backup plan is to transition this YouTube channel into economics and trading, just back in traditional finance. Uh, and then there's a third one that I'm not going to talk about. Um, and um, so I need to get these um, economic videos up. I need to get traditional videos up so I can start earning a reputation outside of the crypto space uh, and a similar reputation that I have in the crypto space in the traditional market space. I need to put in those seeds now uh, and I need to find that time. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the bond market is going to pop. It's popping. That's going to be a huge problem. I think the popping of the bond market will send the stock market through the roof. Um, I, I, I'm very bullish the stock market because I'm very bearish the bond market. Bearish the bond market means yields go up. Yields go up. Bond prices crash. Uh, money managers sell the bonds because the bonds start to lose their money. There is 
10 times more money in bonds than there is in stocks. Government bonds are totally worthless. Government makes no money at all. Um, and if the bonds start to be sold, that money has to go somewhere. And it'll probably go into stocks, uh, sending stocks way, way up. I'm very bullish the stock market. Um, next. Any opinion on Trump firing Tylerson? I don't even know who that is. Um, or the amount of people uh, that have come and gone in his administration. Um, no opinion. Uh, no opinion. Um, I don't even know who that guy is because, again, I've been so busy focusing on Bitcoin. I have not had time to pay close enough attention to politics and traditional markets. So I, I, it, when I don't have time to do that, I rely on technical analysis uh, because I, I expect other people to pay attention. And then the price tells me what the consensus is. Uh, when I can pay attention to traditional markets, I can add some fundamental stuff into my technical stuff. But when I can't, then I can't. Then I rely solely on the technical. So I have no idea who Tylerson is. Um, it, it's actually irrelevant to me how many people Trump is firing and hiring because I can guarantee the person that asked the question, you have absolutely no idea how many people Obama uh, fired. You have no idea how many people George Bush fired before Obama because you only, you only know because the media told you. And the media told you because the media wanted to tell you, okay? Um, uh, you have no idea, all right? Uh, you may think that Trump fired twice as many people as any other president, but this could be completely false. Like you have no idea, right? Uh, because uh, you have to compare it to something, right? Uh, it, uh, he could be within the norm of how many people presidents fire. It's just that this is what's being focused on by the mainstream media. So I would not care. Um, and that's what Trump does. He became famous for firing people on his reality show. Like, like, like if this wasn't to be expected, then, like, then, then Trump isn't Trump. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with this. That's what he does. Uh, he's a businessman. That's what he does. You fire the incompetent people and you fire competent people. Now, he could be vindictive and firing competent people because he doesn't like them. Uh, and then that's bad, right? Like, um, like it sucks. Like, like I've, uh, I've tried firing people before when I was a manager on Wall Street. You know how hard it is to fire people? Uh, because you have bosses too. It's easy for Trump because Trump has no bosses. When you have bosses and you are, if you are a boss of someone and you want to fire that someone, your boss can overrule you for political reasons. And that really, really sucks. All right. Uh, hold on a second, guys. All right, I'm back. Uh, so let's move on. Oh, I don't know why I'm looking at my playlist, but let's go back to the charts. All right, you got a little pause in the action. Still got about 1,400 viewers. Um, hey, guys, if you like my work and you like supporting my work, uh, please check out the affiliate and referral section of my website. Uh, these are mostly discount codes that will save you money on these products. Uh, but at the least, it won't cost you anything if you are going to use these products and services anyway. Uh, so please use the affiliate codes because that's uh, the most convenient way for everyone to support my work and it doesn't cost you anything. All right, uh, let's move on. Okay, next question. Uh, do you think the Department of Labor and the Bureau of Labor Statistics job numbers are complete bullshit? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, okay, here's the thing, right? The answer is yes and no. Do I think their formulas for uh, this? I, I think their formulas are bullshit but their numbers are legit. Like, I don't think they're lying about the numbers. I think the formulas suck. I think there need to be better metrics of analyzing. But what I'm saying is like, they're not lying about the data they collect. It's the way they um, classify the data that I think is bullshit. So uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist saying that they make up the numbers. I'm just saying that 
they classify these numbers in a crappy way. Um, so the answer is yes and no. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Um, it's almost like gerrymandering, right? So when you divide the district, the districts for voting in a certain way that helps you elect who you want, even though people are voting accurately. So you're not faking the votes, but you like split the districts in such a way that even with the right, even without faking the votes, your guy wins. So they have these stupid metrics for identifying unemployed people, but the statistics they get, they're not lying about the, the statistics that they get. So hope that explains. All right, next. Uh, can you quickly uh, talk about the death cross appearing in Bitcoin? Sure. So here's your daily chart. And you are, I don't know, maybe a week away from having the death cross. The death cross is very bad. Uh, the daily death cross on a daily chart is when the 50 day goes below the 200 day. And I believe this is the 200 day because sometimes I have the 128 day. Uh, now, in general, the depth crosses when the lower uh, denominated moving average crosses below the higher denominated moving average. Um, so basically, if you go to the Hyperwave YouTube channel instead of mine, uh, Tyler actually talked about this at length. Uh, let me um, let me find that channel for you here. Hold on. Um, hyperwave. I'm a subscriber. Um, so when did they talk about this? Uh, I think it was the other day. I think that was the last video I watched. Uh, it might have been this one. Let me see. Hold on. that Tyler and I actually are. <laughs> this is Hyperwave and we will roll up here with Tyler Jakes. I wonder if you guys hear this. Today Tyler's going to introduce a new system that he created. Here it is. The short-term moving average. Right. So so check this out. Um, he talked about this specific, he talked about moving averages the entire video. Okay. So so here it is. Um, so you really want to watch this if you want to understand about death crosses. Then the long-term moving right. average went flat. Oh, guys, I just realized that I don't have my microphone turned on. So the volume here would have sucked. Oh, yeah. The volume should be much better now. Yeah, I didn't have my microphone plugged in. So what the hell was I using? I have no idea. Surprised you guys heard anything. Should hear me now. Yeah, my bad. All right, let's, let, let, let's move on. Right, so, um, so check out, um, yeah, check out this video. Uh, it literally spent like a half an hour talking about the golden crosses and the death crosses. Uh, more detail than anything I will give you right now. Um, so check that out. Uh, next. Um, Hey, I gotta go. I got like 10 minutes left, uh, Mike. So that, that's probably it for questions. Um, what's your do or die number for Bitcoin? The number that can't even flirt with or close below. If we close below 7,600, I'm, I'm bearish into the summer. Like I, we're, we're flirting with it now. Let's put it that way. Uh, we're on the edge already. Uh, next, um, do you ever consider re-entering the um, Wall Street world 
and working for someone again in the industry? Absolutely not. Um, no, that's not going to happen. Um, because remember, I quit my job to be a trader and manage my own money to potentially start a hedge fund. That got derailed by doing YouTube videos and public speaking. If my public speaking and YouTube videos, um, if I'm done with that, I'm going to go back to what I quit my job for uh, trading. Uh, and then if I fail at that, uh, then I would consider going back to Wall Street. Uh, but no, I have that whole step in between. And I have two other backup plans. Remember, I have two other backup plans. Uh, one of those backup plans is to continue to the YouTube videos, but in traditional markets, uh, while trying to trade on the side, which is difficult when you are a content creator. Um, and there's a third backup plan that also involves content creation, but completely outside of the financial space. Uh, so two of my backup plans still involve making content. Uh, third backup plan involves disappearing from content creation and uh, becoming a, a, you know, a family office money manager. Um, and then if I fail at all three of those, um, I will then go begging for a job at Goldman Sachs or something. Uh, next. Um, how come you don't do updates on the mempool and SegWit adoption on the morning brief anymore? Uh, we forgot. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and do it next week. Uh, it's, not, it, it's not a conspiracy. Um, next. Are you ever going to make professional trading videos or just film the seminars? I am going to make professional trading videos. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. I need time. Um, Tone, are you currently working on a book? Hell no. I don't even have time to read a book. Um, have you ever considered writing a book? Um, yes, I've considered it. And that's as far as I'm going. I would probably, if I do write a book, it would be um, my, the, the trading strategy that I currently employ in the traditional markets with options. I would write a book about that and I would publish it only to have my name forever mentioned um, in the financial world because I would name a brand new strategy and like name it after myself or something. It depends how egotistical I want to be. Um, you know, like the Bollinger Band guy and uh, lots of others, right? Like the Williams indicator, like, like it depends. Like, do I, do I want to name something that could forever be in uh, future textbooks by, you know, everybody else uh, because I, I can prove that it works. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, uh, it, it depends. Uh, so I have considered writing that book, but that's not going to come out anytime soon. That's going to come out when I'm way older and I don't feel like, you know, like I, I feel like my, uh, um, anyway, um, let's not get into it. Um, I've considered it, but I haven't even like wrote a title yet. So I'm not, this is not happening anytime soon. You guys, um, my, 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 my mastery of the English language sits somewhere between an eighth grader and like uh, a 10th grader. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not exactly in a rush to, uh, to read or write a book. All right, let's, let's put it that way. Um, all right, um, I think I'm gonna call it a day. Um, I got a lot of stuff to do. Um, I still need to get to the city. God, St. Patrick's Day is going to suck. And um, um, yeah, so good luck trading, guys. Uh, I mean that uh, literally good luck trading because uh, it's, not, it's not fun. Like I would not be eager to be trading Bitcoin right now. I'd look for better assets. I'd go and like trade Amazon stock right now um, because this is, oh, like this is nasty. And I would be like scared to go short right now. It was easy to go short. And like the $10,000 area, $11,000 area, you know, uh, those trades were obvious. Uh, and I told you they were obvious. Like the falling out of the symmetric triangle here uh, back in January, falling out of the symmetric triangle back in February. These were obvious short trades. But ever since we made this cup and handle and didn't break out, um, it's been a nightmare. It's been, you know, the moment it looks like it's going down and bounces, the moment it looks like you can keep bouncing, it's going down. Uh, it's been rough. And this is what happens when you come to an end of a symmetric triangle that could break down or up any moment. So you can't even assume that you're going to bounce off of, I'm not even like sharing screen, but it doesn't really matter. Um, 
Uh, I'm not even gonna bother sharing. No, I am sharing screen. Um, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's a rough environment right now. Okay, so I've gone for just under an hour. I wanna keep this under an hour. Um, that's it for me. Uh, please check out my website, Liberty Life Trail, obviously the affiliate codes, but also learn trading. Um, I will try to adjust my consulting section um, to explain what you get for what. Um, and I will be making, uh, by the summer, there should be a bunch of, you know, like I'll sit down and I'll record, you know, like a set of like introductory videos from like, like very detailed from start to finish for true beginner traders. Uh, and hopefully that will evolve into like, you know, way more advanced videos. Um, all right. All right, guys. Um, I don't have anything else. I'm going to stop screen share. Uh, at least I got the Zoom working again. I got the Zoom working with my Yeti and my home setup. I had huge problems trying to get Zoom to work on the road with my portable microphones. Uh, so I don't know. Tech issues take up so much of my time and it really sucks. All right. I will talk to you all on the next one. Uh, we are back with a Bitcoin morning brief, uh, either with Giacomo Zucco or with Jimmy Song. Jimmy Song might be on vacation, uh, but, but uh, Jimmy Song will be back. Um, I don't know if I want to do morning shows with Jimmy and Giacomo. I think, I, I think this gets into a little too much in the mornings, uh, but uh, hopefully uh, Giacomo will stick around. Uh, and uh, we'll see, maybe we'll bring you another option. Uh, but uh, those shows are gonna be great. I look forward to them every morning now. And that's coming back on Monday. And I'm not sure what I'm gonna do tomorrow, but uh, I'm definitely gonna find time for a traditional market video. Uh, good luck today. Be very careful if Bitcoin closes this weekend below 8,000, because I think it's gonna end very, I, I think a lot of nastiness will happen if, we, if, that, if that occurs, all right? Uh, you know, get some bears, get, get some bulls in here. All right. Talk to you all on the next one.